Welcome in, everybody. Gone Racing back in studio this week. Mr. Jeffrey Motley, of course, Brendan Gone, hanging out in our favorite old digs back here at the South Point Studio. And Jeff, I just realized now that it's back in the South Point Studio, we don't have to wear the like the South Point t-shirts and everything. Well, before, you know, we like they actually wanted to wear jackets. <laughs> we we talked about like actually coming in wearing sports coats. And, and, and jackets lasted exactly zero shows. Yes. Um, because you and I were able to bargain for the polo <laughs> shirts with logos on them, which you know, I still have I'm, South Point. I'm representing South Point. I got South Point in there. You just can't see it. But you know, you have your shirt on the right side. You know, of course yeah, we had yeah. one episode. We did have something hey, professionally unprofessional. Just your, because we're back here, on. we never even got to professionally unprofessional last week on the show either. Well, I mean, I wasn't there, and I don't yeah, think I really told everybody that I was going. Much fun when when you're not here. It, it was it was kind of amusing when I what what did I text about uh, 30, 45 minutes before the show and said, yeah, okay, I'll uh, I'll call in, and Ann goes, oh, we didn't know you weren't going to be here. Well, the best part of Professionally Unprofessional last week, for those who are actually watching the YouTube feed, mm -hmm. was right in the middle of while you're talking, your team owner looked like oh, he yeah. was making a cup of Amy. coffee in the background or something. And it, it was like, okay, we're getting hey. photobombed here from the back. Here. Listen, first of all, we had Death Wish Coffee as a sponsor. So, me, first of all, I've been drinking Death Wish for like 15 years. I tried to get them to sponsor me for, I can't tell you how long. I was so pissed off that they finally decided to sponsor and I'm not driving. But... One thing I don't need is the most caffeinated coffee on the market. And, and that's I, Death Wish, huh? Yes, and I drank three or four of them a day. So, I mean, it, it you definitely— You don't need that. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. But, you know, uh, Amy, how many team owners, though, are do you know— I mean, do you see Roger Penske in the motorhome, like, packing gift boxes together for their sponsors and all their people? No, that was pretty impressive yep. last week. We just didn't need it on the TV show. Yeah, I t <laughs> she, uh, she, she thought we were in a break, and, and then I told her later she was all embarrassed. Tell so her we'll like, send her a SAG card for her <laughs> appearance. <laughs> all right, well, we just did have Daytona, and Daytona did not disappoint, Jeff. Daytona was absolutely phenomenal race again. Uh, one big one right there, seven, eight laps to go. But other than that, a really exciting race to watch. Oh, it was a fantastic race. I mean, we had a lot of comers and goers throughout the entire race. We saw a lot of different guys running up front. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think any really big surprise. I mean, I know it was William Byron's first ever Daytona 500 win. Uh, William Byron's one of the favorites to win the championship this year. He made the championship four last year at Phoenix. I just think William Byron's a guy that's going to be a contender every single week. I don't care if it's on a super speedway, a short track, a road course. I think William Byron's going to be a guy to beat every week. And guess what now? He can kind of catch his breath and just pile up playoff points. That's all he's got to do now. To win the race, he was 16-1. to 1. His top three odds, of course, were 450. Group B was plus 280. He was the top Chevy, and that was a plus 130 bet. And his odds did not change. He was a favorite, one of the favorites before for the championship. He is still plus 700 after that win. Somebody, but, somebody picked him to win the championship this year, by the way. I do. Somebody, somebody did. Just I, I'm just saying. I, I don't disagree with you. What I liked was the race played out. You know, we talked a lot last week, Jeff, about manufacturers doing stuff, right? Manufacturers working together, manufacturers pushing, pulling. And if you look at the finish, it definitely shows the Chevrolets and the Toyotas were were teamed up right there at the end. And it mattered when they pitted. Now, now this is not doesn't pertain to betting as much, but it does when you're talking these these super speedway tracks. The Chevys pitted last. They got two extra laps on the racetrack, and those two extra laps put them in the lead when it cycled because they were able to come out and stay in front of the guys that were coming up to speed. So that was what makes they made it 
got them to the end, and you see Chevrolet, Chevrolet, Corey LaJoy, fourth place. Corey LaJoy, who we talk about every super speedway race. He's gonna he's gonna win one. He's of gonna these get one. one. I really believe that. He's gonna get one. So, but a great race for him. I mean, you see right there, Corey LaJoy, Alex Bowman was plus eight hundred for a top three. Christopher Bell was plus six hundred. That Corey LaJoy, Bubba Wallace. You talked about Bubba Wallace last weekend, him and and how well he runs at the super speedways. The dinger. A.J. Allmendinger in that part-time ride for colleague, showing that he still knows what he's doing in that place. And look at this. John Hunter Nemechek and Noah Gregson and Eric Jones. John Hunter and Eric Jones both on that Legacy Motorsports Club. Top 10. Top 10s for both of them. First time the team's ever done that. And Noah in his first race back with, by the way, Chase Briscoe, Stuart Haas Racing. Two in the top 10 right there. You know, you, made a, you, you make a point a lot of times when we're talking about these races at Daytona, Talladega, and now Atlanta about these manufacturers, how they run together. Mm -hmm. And if something bad happens, it takes it can a lot. take out a lot of them. I think we saw that with some of the better Fords. We saw that with some of the good Toyotas happen in this race. We The Chevys were kind of spread out in different groups. And so they didn't fall victim quite as badly as we saw some of the other manufacturers. I think one of the other keys to this, you know, a lot of times after the Daytona 500, and you're one of those guys who you're sitting there saying, man, I might be able to get a win this year, but if not, I need to try to get in there 14th, 15th, 16th, make the playoffs. You're a Noah Gregson, a John Hunter Nemechek, and Eric Jones. How many times do you end up finishing outside the top 30 at Daytona, and you're immediately behind the eight ball going into week two, where you're already fighting an uphill climb? Well, guess what? Those guys right there, they're on the plus side right now. And I know we're only one race in, but that beats the heck out of being sitting down there with only four or five points walking out of Daytona. Well, and also you talk every year I talk, are we going to get that magical 17 winners, right? So a winner doesn't make the playoffs. And you pointed out, we were talking before the, before the show, having a, what we would consider a favorite, right? William Byron, one of the favorites for the whole season that takes out one of those wild card spots. You know, what'd you tell me last year, Ricky Stenhouse jr. Won Daytona year before that we had Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick, I think was the year before actually Correct. the year before that, then Michael McDowell. These are guys that we did not expect to make the playoffs. And that 17 race winner thing had us on edge, right? Having William Byron win this, that takes out one of those wins that could have gone to a Corey LaJoy could have gone to, you know, uh, uh, an Eric Jones who hasn't shown that they're ready to run in the championship you know, in the playoffs yet, that took one of those races out. No, absolutely. And I think that was a point that you and I had made off the air. And I look at it as we've got four real wild card races left because the second Talladega falls is in, in the playoffs. playoffs so it's yeah. not going to affect getting into the playoffs. You could say the road courses maybe a little bit, um, but I just really think these two Atlanta races that we still have remaining, the one Daytona, the one Talladega, I think those are the four wild cards where if you are a Stenhouse, McDowell, yep. if yep. you're maybe if you're Noah Gregson, John Hunter, Corey LaJoy, these guys, that's your best chance for getting a win. Now, we may see going into the season, and we're really going to find out when they come to Las Vegas next week. Oh, yeah. We're going to find out who has made improvements in their intermediate program because if you've made a major improvement in your intermediate program, then suddenly you're not looking at, oh, I got to win Atlanta, Daytona, or Talladega to get in there. Well, and let's look at that schedule because what's coming up right now, we have Atlanta has moved into that second slot because California Speedway is gone at the moment. So they go to Atlanta, which is another super speedway race. They have the same package, the same style racing that we have now since the repave. Then we go to the first race. That'll be the first Mustang, you know, dark horse Mustang uh, with that new body on it will be Las Vegas. Then, of course, head out to Phoenix. And that, as we talk all year long, that is one of the only the fourth race of the season one of the most important because it's the championship round. So that's where everybody tries to see what they have. Then no more dirt 
back to the, the good traditional Food City 500 at Bristol on the high banks, you know, on the concrete. And then, of course, we get our first road course of the season very early this year at the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. Is that still one of your guys' races? It is. I was going to say, big shout out to our company, Speedway Motorsports. We've got four of the next five races. <laughs> so, been, um, How many races do you have to be at? I'm, I'm going to be at only the Vegas one. Um, I'm actually going to be going to Dover at the end of April. I do have to work that one. But, you know, real shout out to some of our corporate folks. You know, I think about like our radio partner, PRN, Doug Rice is oh, yeah. going to be making his, his, Which, his, his last let, let's, last season. And shout let's, out to Doug Rice. Let's give a shout out to Doug. Doug, so for folks that don't understand, not betting related, but this is something that I need want to talk about. Doug Rice is with PRN. PRN is actually owned by SMI. It is a performance, that, racing, performance network. racing network. is owned by Speedway Motorsports, Inc. It was something that Bruton Smith built years ago. Then there's MRN, Motor Racing Network, which is actually owned by NASCAR. Now, you can argue that it's not owned by them, but trust me. One's NASCAR. Well, now one's it is Bruton. actually owned by them because International Speedway Corporation does That's not right, exist consolidated. as an entity. So, but what happens is Doug Rice does all the PRN stuff, and Doug Rice has never called the Daytona 500, and he is retiring at the end of this year. And Doug, really classy move on the MRN guys uh, for what they did. They allowed Doug Rice to come up and call his first and only Daytona 500. So that was really super special, really super cool. He made and, him stick around on Monday to do it. And he got and he came back. He said he was not leaving. He was getting a chance to call he the Daytona have been 500 there Wednesday. That's if right. They had run that race he would have given Wednesday. up everything he could. So kudos to MRN and PRN but, for working that out. That was really be special. A really busy month. For, yes. And and like I said, and then then even after these four out of five, like I said, we still have Dover, and then you got Charlotte, North Wilkesboro. Yep. I mean, there's a oh, lot yeah. going North on Wor with our company here. North Wilkesboro in the spring thing. of the year. That's impressive. So we have some, you know, the track records in Atlanta. It's a misnomer, Jeff. We talk about, let's get to, you know, talking about what we need to here. How, how are we going to bet this weekend? There's guys that run good at Atlanta, but we got to put an asterisk on it. Atlanta, if I go back 10 races, you see some of these guys on the screen, they have 20 races, 29 races, 28 races. But that was with the old configuration. Only the last four are really what matter now. So if you look and go back and say, okay, well, hey, look, you know, Kyle Busch has 13 top 10s out of 28 races. Okay. Chase Elliott, seven top tens in 10 races. That's one that almost is more relevant. And than, Chase Elliott, though, has one win, and it came on the new configuration. That's right. And if, and if you look back at the new configuration, William Byron, he's, he's got himself two wins at the new configuration. You got, you know, you said Chase Elliott has and, one and of the Joe wins. Logano has the other. So and, Hendrick has got three out of the four on this. And, and look, in my opinion, we really don't need to go back beyond four races because no. this is a completely different racetrack other than the footprint that it sits in the grandstands are the same the garage is the same but the actual racing surface what really counts what really matters this is a completely new racetrack from what it was from 2021 and before agree 100 percent. and that's that's the problem we have with showing showing stats of the last 10 20 races 30 races their career there it is a totally different rate that's like when california speedway builds the short track that they're saying they're going to build well, can I give odds at California Speedway when it's a three-eighths mile track? Doesn't matter. Correct. Everything is completely different. I mean, look, we're going to go back to the, the whatever you call it, the rectangle at Indianapolis this year. Putting the last two years in. I guess in. we'll go back and we'll take the Brickyard 400 results from the guys that ran it back in the day. But honestly, a lot of these younger guys Never touched it. probably haven't even run on that track. I mean, I don't remember exactly the last time we ran it, but we've run that road course for four or five I years I ran it now, in 2017. That was the last year of it. Of the... Of the rectangle. Of the rectangle. So seven years ago. Now, yes, we got some of the guys like, you know, the Kyle Bushes and Logano, Keselowski, Truex, Hamlin, those guys that have been around and have raced it. But when we get there, a lot of these young guys haven't even raced there. So I'm kind of with you. It's it's all about the footprint that you're in. That's what really matters. 
And that's, that's what we're going to talk about. So when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, this is just like Daytona and Talladega. We got to look at those manufacturers again. We got to look at who's going to work together. We got to look at who's going to do the, you know, what, will they be another fuel mileage race? Are the manufacturers going to push and pull? What are they going to do? And so when we come back, we're going to give you our odds to win the race and start getting into top threes and all the good stuff we give you here on Gone Racing. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back, Gone Racing, South Point Studio, Jeff Motley, Brennan Gone, and of course, of course, professional and professional. And of course, those on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, because we now are once again back on Sirius XM. Thanks to the folks over there and Dominic and Brandon and Maz and all the crew that help uh, help get us back on the air with, with Sirius. That's a that's a fun deal. I mean, I do so much things, so many things with them already. It's kind of neat to have us back on the on the big show. And you know, Sirius XM, they're as great a partner as there is in the entire sport. Uh, they've been so dedicated and loyal to the sport, and uh, I just love the folks at Sirius XM. You're right, Maz is a guy that you know I've worked with for mm -hmm. a number of years, and and Dom over there now working with him closely. So no, it's great. Nope, we love it. And the South Point Studio, it's it's big for us. I mean, this you know, South, we're trying to grow this studio, trying to grow the the whole channel here, and so that's that's you know kind of a big deal. We're we're excited to be one of the first shows on the big network like that. So. We, we, we do need to warn everybody that we are recording on Thursday. That's right. Let's do Our that show again. show is airing on SiriusXM on Friday. You're watching us live here on the YouTube channel right now. So when we do get, get into these odds, we say this is a guidance. You might want to wait till qualifying is over before you actually go and put your money down. Same thing we tell every week, guys. We are the earliest show that gives you the odds. We're the first show that's going to give it to you. And that's why a lot Probably of times... the first and the worst. <laughs> hey, I was the best last year. I don't know what you're talking about. I was up like 50 units. But... We've talked about this we'll see with who's picking first this week. Well, okay, but we talked about the last couple of years that we had we had guys that were professional Ozmakers that did not want to come on with us. 
guys that make a living trying to give bets because they get mad that we're doing it so early and they've got no qualifying, no practices, any of this to go off of. And we're like, guys, really? Like, I mean, you and I got stuff to do. It's like, I mean, come on now. I mean, goodness gracious, you're going to whine about it. Then don't do it. But, you know, so we do it early. And at Daytona, it would have paid off big. You would have bet, you would have said the Toyotas look like they would look awful in qualifying. Their odds probably went way up. You could have got some decent odds on guys for top threes but and things like really that. Good they the look duels, really good in the race. So, and that's that's the same thing here. Is if you look at how this starts out, they definitely are taking some of the news from last week. So we got the odds from the South Point and the odds to win the race. Denny Hamlin is once again your favorite. He was the favorite last week for Daytona. He kicks off that way again. He's ten to one with Brad Keselowski there at ten to one. Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, and William Byron all twelve to one. Same thing. Like it's it's a super speedway race. You're going to have a lot of tight odds. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and Martin Truex Jr. all at 16. Bubba Wallace, 18. Ross Chastain, 20. Tyler Reddick, 20. Chris Boucher, Austin Sindrick, and Alex Bowman all at 25 to 1. And on that front page, Jeff, if you go, let's look at last weekend. They're Daytona 500. You said Ford's gotten a wreck. It took out a Tyler Reddick, who was phenomenal. It took out a Ryan Blaney, who led a bunch. It took out Joey Logano, who led a bunch. It took out Ricky Stenhouse, who was up front almost the whole day. Brad Daniel Keselowski, Suarez, Danny who Hamlin. was way up there all day. It took out a lot of those good drivers. Brad Keselowski, who was led a, a few times. So a lot of those guys on this front page, it took all of them out. And there's some numbers here. If you go off of what we've seen here, Hendrick Motorsports, the first Hendrick driver, 12 to 1. And it's William Byron, who's won two of the four races on this configuration at Atlanta, who just won last week at Daytona, who, again, is out there now chasing playoff points. That's really all he's doing, chasing playoff points, trophies, and checks. That's really all he has to worry about. Uh, William Byron being 12-1 to 1 is, is sort of a surprise to me. I thought William Byron would be the favorite going in. You also like to talk about mm -hmm. Uncle Mo momentum. Mm -hmm. He's and, got it. And certainly Byron is one of those guys who has it. Now, on the other hand, you look at guys, and I don't want to say – desperate because you're not going to be desperate on week two but if you're a guy that got crashed out you want to make sure you, need you have some points run. you need to get some Hamlin, points brad keselowski ryan blaney they don't want to have two consecutive poor runs where they're sitting there in a must-win situation at some point. yeah you want to gain some points right now is what you really want and that absolutely is true but here's what i got that finished on the daytona 500 that finish jeff was a photo finish right caution came out had to do a photo finish. Who was running second? Who finished second in that race? Alex Bowman. And Alex Bowman is what team does he drive for? Hendrick. Motorsports. And how many teams? How many times do you say Hendrick won? They've won three of the four on this new configuration. What's old Alex Bowman sitting at that odds at? Twenty-five to one. That's a pretty good number. Uh, I agree with you. I, I, I that screams right there to me that Alex Bowman at twenty-five to one, bottom of the front page. That is a huge number for a guy that can can do pretty darn well. Well, and I look at that first sheet right there, and there's some guys who we have seen, whether even though they haven't won at Atlanta, have been really, really, really good. good. Ross Chastain has had a chance Second. to win at Atlanta almost each time. He's 20 to 1. We also know Bubba Wallace is going to run well. I mean, Bubba ran great at Daytona. He loves these type racetracks. I mean, Bubba's a guy who's run much better on mile and a half and run much better on the super speedways. And what is Atlanta? It is a mile, mile and, and a half, half super, super speedway. speedway. So this is like just completely dialed in for a guy like Bubba Wallace to go out there and win the race. And he's sitting there at 18 to one. So I think some of those guys that are in those mid teens all the way down to the mid twenties. And we're talking about Larson, Bubba, Chastain, Reddick, Busher, Bowman, these guys, I think those are pretty good bets and you could bet more than one. And if one of them comes through, 
You're going to the pay window. It's, it's got, but you got, but there's a lot of guys that can win it. And if we go to the second page, there's still a couple guys on the second page that I think could win this thing. Eric Jones is another one at 25 to one. Then you got Ty Gibbs, Daniel Suarez, both at 30 to one. Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Michael McDowell, and Corey LaJoy all at 40 to one. Chase Briscoe, Ryan Priest, Noel Gregson, John Hunter, Carson Hosevar at 60. Then Josh Berry, Zane Smith, 80s, Justin Haley's 100. And of course, the South Point puts a field bet up, even though we have. What is that? Uh, three, six, eight, 16, 24. Yeah, it's only four drivers in the field. So uh, 20 to 1 is, uh, uh, you know, I guess. ought to be about 200 to actually, 1. I think no, they left one, a zero one. off that's, of that. That's four drivers if 40 teams show up. So I think the field might be. So I'm looking here, and I see one. I see two, one that sticks out to oh, me. Hold on, though. I see three guys at 60 to 1 who finished in the top 10 mm -hmm. last week in the Daytona mm -hmm. 500. I see a former Daytona 500 winner at 40 to 1. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see another former Daytona 500, 500 winner, winner at 40 to 1. And I see a guy who was actually leading in Atlanta a couple of years ago with about three laps to go, who is yet to win a race in his career at 40 to 1. I'm talking about Corey, Corey LaJoy. There are some amazing numbers out here right now on these guys who are getting. Oh, and by the way, the other guy I didn't even mention who was so unlucky last week at Daytona, Austin Dillon. Runs very well on these type racetracks. He's also sitting there at 41. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's a third former Daytona <laughs> winner. 500 winner. That's or Daytona, not Daytona 500. But, yeah, it's – look, there there is some great numbers here, and that's the problem is you were talking about, okay, bet a bunch of your units on this, but there's too many guys, in my opinion, that can win this. This goes back to your crapshoot, your wild card. This can be won by a lot of different positions. That Corey LaJoy screams to me. You know, Daniel Suarez was great last weekend and ends up with a 30-to-1 shot. Austin Dillon, just right off the bat, a crappy deal for him, ends up at 40 to 1. So, I mean, here's some guys. Like I said, the, the, those two, the, the John Hunter, he looked good last week. And that, the Legacy Motor Club, same style track, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys that can do something here. And what are we getting ready to, to talk about? Not having to win the race That's to right. get you to the pay window. We're talking about top threes. And top threes have a bunch of, normally top threes, we get a bunch of 170s. Even we've had negative. On the top threes yeah, before Kyle Larson at Homestead. Yeah, like I mean a it, minus one seventy. Exactly. We have some good odds on the top three, and Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, of course, are your co-favorites at plus two seventy-five. Ryan Blaney is plus three hundred, along with Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Chase Elliott three fifty, Kyle Larson, and Kyle Busch four hundred, four fifty for Martin Truex Jr., five hundred for Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain at five fifty, Eric Jones six hundred, Chris Boucher six fifty, Austin Cindric seven hundred. I really look those three right there in the middle of that second screen, Bubba, Tyler, and Ross. Those three right there are just itching for me to say, wow. I, I mean, Bubba and Tyler, teammates, if they're both going to be pushing, they're both going to have a shot at that, at that top 10, a top five number, top three number. And then the, the Ross Chastain, he's coming back with a vengeance. He's almost won this race also. He's finished second here. Well, one thing, first off, that kind of surprises me a little bit is that. We see Hamlin and Logano at the top of the board for the top threes, where we saw Hamlin and Keselowski at the top of the board to win. So that immediately jumps out at me seeing Brad Keselowski at plus 300. So he is actually, you got a, probably a better shot on Brad Keselowski. I think that plus 300 is actually a really good number on Brad Keselowski for the top three. But I'm in complete agreement with you when we talk about Tyler Reddick and we talk about Bubba Wallace. Because the other thing about those two guys Yes, they're, I don't want to say they're young guys, but they're younger than some of the guys that have been around for 10 or 12 or 13 years. 
But when I see them race on tracks like Daytona, Atlanta, and Talladega, I don't see a couple of guys that drive crazy. They don't no. drive like maniacs no. like some guys do. And guess what? Now, Reddick, he's been a little unlucky. Bubba very rarely gets caught up in those big wrecks. And, and it's Yet funny. Bubba is always running up in the top 10. And Bubba's aggressive, and he does it too. Bubba's really found a way. He's a very smart, aggressive driver on I agree. these tracks. I agree. And I'm, I'm looking through trying to find the stats on, on you know, Corey LaJoy looking at all the different races here, and we haven't got to him. He's on the second page. But, you know, there's some guys really that I do like. And if we get to the second page, it's going to kick off right off the bat with Alex Bowman at plus 700, with Ty Gibbs, 750, Daniel Suarez, 850. And now how about this? Double digits for a top three. Michael McDowell, 10. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Corey LaJoy, Austin Dillon, <clears throat> 11 to 1. Ryan Priest, Noah Gregson, John Hunter, Chase Briscoe, all 14. Barry Carson Hosfar at 18, Todd Gilland, 20, Zane Smith, 20, Justin Haley, 25. I like those 11 to 1 guys, those three guys at 11 to 1. I'm looking back. Corey LaJoy has two top fives at Atlanta in this new configuration. That is, that is not, you know how you always talk about the crapshoot and I always tell you stats don't lie? That's a stat that doesn't lie, Jeff. No, I completely agree with you. Now, the one place I will disagree with you slightly on the one guy is probably Stenhouse a little bit. I think if you're going to bet Stenhouse, He's too, aggr Stenhouse he's too aggressive. Right. He, he's Stenhouse too aggressive. He's going to win, or it, he may not make it through the top ten. You know what I'm saying? You want um, you want a stat on Stenhouse for the four races? <laughs> he's got one top ten. The last race here in the in the playoffs last year, Atlanta. All the rest are 25th or worse. Too aggressive for well, this. And one of the other things about Atlanta that's different from Daytona and Talladega, uh, other than the fact it's also a mile shorter than Daytona. Yes. I mean, you, and that's the other thing. You're clipping off laps in a hurry. Like, way faster. No. And so, in other words, like, you know, at Daytona, Talladega, you can say, okay, there's nine or 10 to go. It's time to go. Well, guess what? You got to do that with 25 to go at Atlanta. Look. And it's also a much, and you know this from racing on it, a much narrower, narrower racetrack than Daytona or Talladega. One of the main reasons I watched this race last year, the last two years, I've watched this race. And this race track and the way this race races is the exact reason why I'm sitting here talking to you. I do not want to raise this, this place, man. You were fine at Daytona and Talladega. Daytona, but, you just said the right thing. Daytona, Daytona's well, narrower well, than... Ta right, Talladega is... I mean, Talladega, that's why they can run three wide and you don't you get can, nearly as nervous. I've got a picture five wide of me at Talladega. Like, Ron Lewis, one of my last years, says five wide, you're on the bottom. And I said, don't ever tell me I'm five wide again. But you could go five wide at Talladega. I've been four wide at Daytona, and that's fairly easy. Also, well, even three wide gets tight. Some three wide gets tight. I've been four wide. But you go three wide at Atlanta. But listen, you go you go two <laughs> wide at it. Even back in the old track, when you used to dive to the bottom, dive to the top, when you come up and merge back in the old days, it was still scary to merge. Now the way this track plays out, oh god! I watched this last year, and I, I was talking to Holbrook, my spotter, Batman, that was with me forever, my business partner. Batman texts me, goes, "What do you think?" I said, "This is the definition of why I'm retired." And remember, the Beards were at this race. I went to this race last year, watched it. I was sitting on pit road calling that race with Darren Shaw and said, nope, this is why I don't want to race cup cars anymore. Well, and one of the things, and, and I, I mentioned a minute ago, and I think Joey Logano brought this up, is I think when they first redid Atlanta, I think a lot of guys went into it with the same men mentality as Daytona and Talladega. And that mentality was, 10 to go, we got to move. Wasn't well, enough time. That's not enough time in Atlanta because you forget that that track so is a mile shorter than Daytona. So tight. Those corners like are so 1. tight. 1.3 miles or 1.2 miles shorter than Talladega. Laps are going by in a hurry. Well, and you can't just, those corners are so tight for the speeds they're doing. 
and the way they're doing it. You got it. You're right. It's 20 laps to go. And that's where we talked about aggression versus drivers versus style. That's where these top threes, I like, I love those three, Tyler, Ross, and Eric. I love the Corey LaJoy, the Austin Dillon. Uh, I really like those guys right there. We're big numbers. And once again, if you team up with manufacturers, you're going to get that. If you pick two manufacturers from, from Ford, two manufacturers from Toyota, two, you know, two from Chevy, you're going to get a decent return. Well, and I agree with you. Those are good numbers. I think the best numbers, though, are the ones we talked about earlier. I think the Bubba, Tyler, mm-hmm. Chastain right in there, that 550 number, because that's a good return. And those guys probably a little bit probably better race be cars. Yep. All right, when we come back, we'll do some head-to-heads. A little better than Daytona. Not great. But then, of course, our favorite stuff, the group matchups, when we return on Gone Racing. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. And once again, welcome back in South Point Studio, Mr. Jeffrey Motley, Brennan Gone. We are just got through our top threes and our head-to-heads, and we are moving on into, of course, our, uh, or just got through top threes and, and wins, and we're moving into our head-to-heads and then our group matchups. And Jeff, head-to-heads, so for the folks listening, for the folks you know watching, if you're not a familiar better, head-to-head matchups, a lot of weeks are a lot of fun. I nickel and dimed you. I punched and judied you to death last year with these head-to-heads. I, I bet a bunch of them, got myself a nice little lead on the whole field between the pit crew and you, and I did it in the head-to-heads. At Daytona, we didn't even talk about them. You're like, you know, you're like Pete Rose. He hit singles all the time, just kept getting on base. I also remember Mickey Mantle once said, if I hit singles like Pete Rose, I'd retire. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Hey, listen, I, to, Pete Rose, for, if, if, if he didn't have the rest of the extra, extracurriculars, Pete Rose would be in the Hall of Fame. So That's I'm just true. saying. So 
We got head-to-heads. It's a little better here at Atlanta than we had at Daytona. Not much better. They're all the same odd across the board. It's all minus 125s to all plus 105s. These, of course, are coming from the Westgate. The Superbook puts these up for us. But there are a couple of these that I do like. Well, and here's the key. All you got to do beat is one guy. beat one guy. So you can finish 35th if that guy finishes 36th and you still cashed in. And so there's a couple I do like. And the reason I like them is I'm focusing on two things. Martin Truex Jr. does not like this style of racing. And Martin Truex Jr. is up against Ross Chastain. Ross is a plus 105. Martin is a minus 125. And we just talked about Bubba Wallace, how much he likes these places. He is plus 105 to Martin Truex is minus 125. So I, I like that. I also like Kyle Larson has done well here, but he doesn't finish well here. I like Bubba Wallace plus 105 to minus 125 on Kyle Larson. Well, I will agree with you. The one that jumped out off the page at me more than any other was Bubba Wallace against Martin Tricks Jr. at mm-hmm. plus 105. The only thing that probably holds me back a little bit on Bubba Wallace against Kyle Larson is we talked about the fact that of the four races that have been held on the new configuration, Hendrick Motorsports. three of them have been won by Hendrick Motorsports, none of which is named Kyle Larson. But Kyle Larson is a guy who I'm like, okay, look, this guy can run well anywhere and everywhere. Yes, we he know can. he's going to have the machine under him to do it. I think Kyle Larson, I, I wouldn't want to bet against Kyle Larson. I just think this is an opportunity. Look, you know, he had some little bit of trouble last week at Daytona. It just didn't, didn't work out for him. Uh, so that one I don't like, but I do mm. love the ones against Truex right here because you're right. He's, he hasn't really been that strong at Atlanta on any configuration. No, just but Kyle Larson he just does not run well here. He's run he's run well and he's crashed. He's crashed. He's finished thirteenth as his best finish. Going back through all these, Kyle Larson and 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 another crash thirty sixth. I well, one of those crashes it was he and Denny Hamlin crashed at the front of the field. That was in the very first race. They they were running up front. Look, he's run strong, and that's the way I I try to look at a guy and say, okay, how did he run? Not always how did he finish. Now look, if he's finishing. 12th, 13th, 14th every time because he just didn't run well. Okay, well, then I'm not going to jump on this guy. I'm with but you, if this guy finishes 35th because he crashed out while he was leading the race or running top five, that doesn't turn me off. Punching Judy to death. Well, you know, I may have picked a head-to-head for this week, too. I'm just, just saying. saying. I'm just saying the same I've, thing. Okay. I've been known to, to pick a few of those, and plus 105, it's still getting me a little bit more than I'm getting 50 cents back on my $10 bet, so okay, I'll take it. My kidneys are going to be bruised after this week. <laughs> Rabbit, rabbit, watch the rabbit punches. (laughs) What the referee tells the the boxer. No rabbit punches. UFC, they allow those, though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying. Get away with a lot of stuff in that. (laughs) All right, let's get to the head to heads. And Group A kicks off with a bunch of familiar names. You got uh, Denny Hamlin is your leader at plus 255. Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney, both 270. Joey Logano, 275. Very, very difficult one for me to handicap here. You got a bunch of the guys that I really expect to be the favorites and the guys that I expect to do very well. So I, I hard for me to pick one out of this group in group a, I agree with you. I think this group is very hard to pick. I do look at it and see that the guy who is the long shot is the only one in this group. That's one here, one here Mm -hmm. on this new configuration. And you know, this is kind of, um, it's kind of like a second home track for Joey Logano. You know, he, his family moved down to Georgia. He raced the legends cars there growing up as a kid on the quarter mile there in the infield. Uh, spent a got, lot of his his youth growing up there in Georgia. I know this race means a lot to him. He loves going down to Atlanta. I don't know that I would really bet this group, but the fact that Joey Logano is the long shot at plus two seventy five, I think that's one definitely worth looking at. And and it's not one of Martin Truex's home tracks. Are we sure? Uh, well, he's got 
every every track east of the Mississippi, Mississippi. is Martin Tricks Jr.'s home track. I thought he has a few on the west side, he too. Might. Right. Well, he's won a few times in Vegas, so he can claim this one, I suppose, too. All right, Group B, Christopher Bellis plus 265, Chase Elliott 265, William Byron 265, and Kyle Busch 275. Another one here. There's two Hendrick Chevrolets right there in the middle. You've got a third Chevrolet with Kyle Busch. you got Seabell. The only reason I lean towards Seabell is going off of the if they crash, all pushing each other. There's three Chevrolets versus one Toyota. That's the only differentiation I can make in this group. Don't like it at all. I'm in complete disagreement with you on this one. Oh. I'm seeing oh. a guy in this group. Let me get this straight. There's a guy He's sitting one. in the middle of group B who has won two of the four races on this right. configuration, driving for the race team that has won three, three of the four, four races on this con configuration, is coming off a win in the Daytona 500, is leading the points, going for more playoff points. Uh -huh. I'm, it, to I've... me, this is the, it, 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 William Byron, man. Come on. Plus 265 on William Byron Group B. All I, right. I can All promise right. you he will be one of my five picks at the end of the show. Me? This is why I'm retired. If I had that win at Daytona and I was coming to Atlanta, I'd have a cold that week. Oh, I don't feel. <laughs> See, uh, look, give me a give me a waiver. You also were older, <laughs> and, and older and wiser. You weren't oh, wiser, older and wiser. And you I've never been called wise. Hold look, on, I kind of like this. I think some of these young guys are out there, and they're just you know just flying at it. So look, William Byron, the guy runs great every he every does week, everywhere he goes. That's he why I know. picked him to win the championship this year, and he just keeps getting better, like fine wine. Just keep getting I'm not better much with age. Guy, so I really couldn't you tell you. Still get better with age. But a good bourbon, I'm gonna go with that. Or a city light shine. How about that for a shameless plug for you there? That's my guy. <laughs> All right, the uh, group C, let's get into that. Kyle Larson is 250 with Martin Truex Jr. At right alongside at 250. We got Bubba Wallace 285 and Ross Jastain at 290. And this one right here, I, I I can pick somebody that I like in this one. Um I I do not like the Kyle Larson-Martin Truex bet. I just talked about that, which means I got to go with Bubba Wallace or Ross Chastain, and that's the only difficult part. I'm getting a little more juice for Ross, so I'll take the 290. I like the two at the bottom here as well. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like Bubba. I like Ross there. Like I said, I'm I, 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 a little scared to go on the head-to-head -head there because I do think Larson could, could do something. That's why I said I wouldn't go on the Larson-Bubba, but that number was plus 105. Now we're talking about a plus 285 for Bubba or plus 290 for Ross Chastain. The odds are certainly much better. They're certainly much more in your favor. I am in total agreement with you on here. I think Bubba, Chastain, I think you could go either way. Uh, my only thing that probably hold me back from Bubba is I probably already got him in a pick or two, and I'm not going like, to put all your eggs in I'm that basket. I'm not going to go down on one ship because Bubba has a flat tire with five to go. All right. Well, I like I we both agree the bottom of that. The, the, two, the two dogs in that group are our favorites by far. So, uh, you know, pick, pick and choose your reason or why. Group D, we got Tyler Reddick as 260, and then three guys, Chris Boucher, Alex Bowman, Eric Jones, all at 270. Uh, I think the oddsmakers have this one right with Reddick at 260. I do agree with that. But that uh, the, the reason I don't like Alex Bowman, I told you I love Alex Bowman to win this race for that top three after what we talked about with Daytona, who was leading it, you know, there's a photo finish to who was going to get the win. Um, but that was for, we're talking for a lot more money than a plus 270. If we're talking in the head-to-head, -head, in, the, in the groups, I really do like that Tyler Reddick 260. Chris Boucher has me thinking, but I do like the Tyler Reddick. This is a toughie. Um, I think, obviously, you know, you got three guys at 270 there, and Reddick is a favorite 260. I, I think the one thing that I look at at this, and I talked about it a, a minute ago, 
Hendrick Motorsports has been so strong mm-hmm. here. And when I see that there is a Hendrick Chevrolet in this group out there, and he's the only Chevrolet, only Chevrolet. that's in this group yep. right here, I really am, am. I lean toward Bowman on this one. Um, boy, I could make a. I think you can make a case for all four of them because again, Eric Jones. I think he's going to have a good year. I really think he's going to surprise this year. But uh, yeah, I, give me the Hendrick car here, Alex Bowman. I don't disagree. I I I like the Alex Bowman. Uh, but I just, it's not, a, if I'm going to pick Alex Bowman, I'd rather pick him for that top three for more money and take the Tyler Reddick at 260 here, uh, only because I think that Tyler just runs fairly well here. And I, I dig what Tyler does it's here. A, it's like a plus 500 on the top three or plus 600, but he's got to beat 33 guys here. He's mm-hmm. only got to beat three. Understood. 30, uh, 33, 37, whatever. However many's in the However race. However many's in the race. Probably be 36. Could be, I think it might be 38. I think so. I'm going to get a couple look wild up, cards. Look up the intro forward guys. So let's go to Group E while I look that up. And Group E is uh, Austin Dillon and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., your co-favorites at 265. Michael McDowell, Corey LaJoy are the dogs at 270. First of all, names we love. This is what I love. This is what I love about sports betting in this sport. It is absolutely awesome. And when we come back, we will break down the numbers on it because I ran out of time. So we'll see you in a second. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. And back on time because I got out on time. Jeff, you were nervous. Barely. Hey, 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 listen, you win by a tenth or you win by a second. I kicked your butt. Was it, I didn't realize it was a competition. I'm just saying. I mean, doesn't matter how big I win by. Enough. A win's a win, baby. A W is a W. <laughs> I don't care if I beat you by 30 seconds or one second. I I walk around saying I whooped you. That's what William Byron's been saying all week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doesn't matter that picture was about two inches at the end. Yeah. Well, well let, let's get back to our, our group matchups and what we were working on was our group E. And this is what we were saying. Guys, 
This is what makes sports betting on NASCAR so much more fun than other sports, and it adds the entertainment value. These are guys that, for, first of all, I think three, all four of these guys will be in the top five. Most honestly, I think at least one or two of them will. But normally, this is a group that might be running 16th, 17th, which is what's fun about ENF. Group E, as we said, Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse, both 265. Uh, Michael McDowell and Corey LaJoy, both 270s. I, on it, this is a group I can't pick. Well, you got three former Super Speedway winners and a guy who everybody thinks is going to break through on a Super Speedway. I, so I think to have these four guys in one group, I think this was it's almost like the odds makers are having a little fun with the groups. You know, I used to remember back, back yeah, when, the, yeah. remember the NCAA tournament used to, there was like Kentucky and Louisville would never play each other. And then one year they put them in the same bracket where they had to meet in the second round. You know, it's like sometimes you just have some fun putting these groups together. I think this is a great example of it. It's fun. Unfortunately, but I ain't if you're a better, it's probably not very enticing to you because, you know, we sit here and we talk about how there's, there's always that group where Did, we can I make just a going there. I'm putting an X on it right now. Make a four against all of them. I'm not picking it either. Nope. Putting an X and all these guys for top threes or for other bets are much more return. And I They're think all double digits. And I think all of these guys have a possibility of a top three. So I'm going to bet them in those groups instead of in the group matchups. Uh, let's go group F, which is always one of our, our it's always been one of our favorite groups on this show. John Hunter Nemechek is it was, 260. It was fun when Chris Busher was, was in it every week. Now Busher wins too many races to ever be in group yeah, F. He's which, up. which you and I had fun joking with him last year at your your, oh, I've, your I tell him that. Tournament. I tell him we love him. He we we made more money on Chris Boucher, but now he's up in Group he B is, and C. And definitely one of our favorites, no question. John Hunter, your favorite, two sixty. Chase Briscoe, Ryan Priest, Noel Gregson, all at two seventy. And you know, here's one. Look, I think right now momentum. There's three Stuart Haas cars. First of all, there's three Stuart Haas cars in Group F. That screams, oh my God, where is Stuart Haas fallen to? But. I do like Noah Gregson above the rest of them. I think Noah right now got a lot to prove. I think this is a place he can do it at. Like John Hunter, but I like Noah Gregson there at 270. Three guys that finished in the top 10 last That's week right. at Daytona down here in Group F. Um, I'd love to see Noah win this one. I I, I, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm not being very definitive for people that are listening on the, on the radio or watching on YouTube, but I'm not sure that Group F is that much different than Group E for me because I really tend to see all these guys where they all have a, have a really good chance to win this group, and they all could end up on a record. Uh, yes, I, I, I don't. I, this is another one. That I, I wouldn't put the X on it like Group E, but it is one that all the guys, but I, I just, for some reason, I think Noah right now has got his head on straight. After talking to him this weekend in Daytona and seeing him, I, I really think that Noah right now, and he's got, he's got experience in this race. Don't forget, it's not his first time. So, Well, nobody's rooting for him any more than we are. I mean, we, look, we, we've known him since he was basically a, a young kid. I mean, even probably before he I've was a teenager. I've known him since he was born. I've known him since he was born. Yeah, um, known his I've daddy known him since life. he was a teenager, and uh, he's been a great uh, ambassador for Vegas and racing and uh, want nothing I'm rooting for him. Like to see him. All right, let's get the odds to uh, the manufacturer odds. And we start with Chevrolet is, again, your favorite, plus 150. Uh, Ford is plus 175, and Toyota at plus 220. I bet the Toyota last week almost got it. They were in that last mix. 220 Toyota, I still like it, man. They got some great drivers. They got some teams that know how to be organized. They work well together. I do like that Toyota. Hard to go against the Chevys, though, but that's why they're 150. Well, they're 150, but you know what? They're not in a minus number, which we've seen some. We've seen that a couple times. And I think this is actually close enough where there's so many Chevys and so many quality Chevys. And again, we go back to the, the wins by Hendrick Motorsports with the Chevrolets. Uh, I like the 150 for Chevy. I mean, I, it's, I it's, it's, high, it's higher than they than we get correct. sometimes. Through I the mean, season. if this was plus 110, eh, I don't know if I'd go there, but at plus 150, um, given what you, 
what you have in the, in mm-hmm. your arsenal there. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. So I mean, look for Hendrick Cars, Corey LaJoy, the the you know you got you got the guys that are who you want to beat in those Chevys. That's why they won fifty. But it isn't like you said last year. I think we had oh god, what maybe five six times Chevrolet was a minus number on the manufacturer prop. So. One fifty is not bad, but Toyota two hundred and twenty. There's a little juice left in that squeeze for me, and I think they also have a lot of the guys you want to beat. You know, they're looking pretty darn good too. Yeah, again, you can make an argument for all of them. I'm I'm liking Chevys. I'm going Chevy Mm -hmm. here. So we're not going to talk about championship odds again this week because they really haven't changed. We already talked. William Byron won the race. He was plus seven hundred. He's seven hundred still. So, but I, I will just make a quick note. Remember, everybody, I talk about it all season long. This is where you hedge your bet. You, if you bet now, you can take a couple guys to the championship, find those guys deep in odds. It's a good hedge for later in the season. And one thing I think that we can bring up now, because it's still a, a week away, and you and I talked about this a little bit off the air, Las Vegas is a race that is going to show kind of who's got it on mm-hmm. a lot of these intermediate tracks that are so important to how we're going to be going into the all the way into the playoffs. If you're going to bet somebody, bet them before Vegas if you want to take a chance on someone. Because if a guy like... Uh, an Eric Jones, a Noah Gregson, a John Hunter Nemechek, they go out and run top five. That whole, team, that whole Vegas, team will drop. You will see Exactly. You will see those odds drop. So if you're going to go after a long shot, now's the time to go after the long shot. I mean, look, so what if it's a 40 to one pick and you're putting five bucks down? I mean, that's, you know, it's a great hedge. Uh, it's not it's a great lot way of to hedge. Nope. Right. Great way to hedge. Down. All right. The picks last week, um, it's oh, Daytona. Can we talk about it's Daytona and Talladega. I, didn't really, I mean, it's Daytona and Talladega. Don't, what do you call it? The crapshoot. You just make fun of me for racing this race. So, I mean, you say who that cares? Until ah. you end up having to pick before I do for a change. It's the first time I think I, I think I'm on a streak of what was it like. The, since the Clinton administration. <laughs> It's kind of the way oh, no. Hey, All the I year, did win two years the, ago. I, I was going to say, the year before, I was pretty bad. I was going to say. The first year of this car. 2022 was, was the year of Jeff. <laughs> the year of Jeff. And, 2023 and, was and, not. <laughs> Anne, who won't come on air anymore, you know, she she won't sit in the chair that had the camera. She She's moved a couple, you know, this, this is South Point Studio now. She's moved down on the row because she's, you know, she's witness protection, witless protection. She won't, but she she beat me a couple years ago even. So I'm just saying, she's nodding her head. Yeah, she knows I like it. that you said that she even beat you and i'm not sure what that says about you i'm just saying i mean that was my the the most that was the that's true she, that the, was the, the most backhanded her. compliment I yeah but remember that was didn't remember last year we they used to have that that graphic that was the all the all the pit crew with the belt over their shoulder and you know doing the whole and by mid-season they had band-aids and bruises and by the end of the by the end of the season they were they were amputees. Yes. They, they were so bad. Tourniquets all over their body so, the way they picked. Last week, though, Jeff Motley did win the week. He did win J- Eric Jones in Group E, so he did get himself. I think one position. But that, hey, guess that's okay. what? One, what did you One position or 30 positions? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a Kicked win. Kicked your butt. Kicked your butt. Exactly. So you ended up minus 0.3 units on the week. Me and the picker. And the picker who their picks were not on air last weekend. Um, well, once again, new, new Are studio. They on air this weekend? Do we have picks? I, I have them right here. Oh, I have them. Have yep, them. we okay. do have them. All but. Right. I was going to say, you know, last week. At least they they were honest. They they did follow the honor system and gave us their picks that's after right. the race. That's and, right. I mean, how many people can pick your picks after, after the, the race, race and still, and still end up over five? five. Only the pick crew could do that one. <laughs> they could have said whatever they wanted, and we would have had to we believe it. Have, well, we would have called shenanigans. We would have called shenanigans. Exactly. Absolutely. So we're getting to our picks this week, and as per our usual on Gone Racing, we go from worst to first, and since leave the, me some time to get my picks in. By the way, no, I'm going as slow as I can to make sure you can't. You're going to have to rush through it. But pit crew was worse last year, and they are still tied for worse this year. So we'll start with them. And the pit crew picks hot off the press in my hand say Logano Group A at 275, Bush in Group B at 275, 
Larson Group C at 250, Reddick Group D at 260, and Suarez top three at 850. All right. A lot of group picks there. A lot of group picks. We like group picks. I don't dislike group picks. So I am not going group picks this week. I'm I'm going to go out and do a few a little hunting for you know I'm I'm throwing some troll lines out. Okay, here comes the Ty Cobb Pete Rose. Uh, <laughs> let's just knock it over the infield. I am taking Brad Keselowski in honor of our former producer and friend Wyatt, the voice of the Lady Rebels. I'm going Brad Keselowski in a top three at plus three hundred. I'm going to go if you can believe this Ross Chastain at plus five fifty for a top three. And I'm going to stay in the top threes, going for my long shot here, Corey LaJoy. Going to finally bring that thing home. He's been fourth and fifth. He's going to give me a third-place finish in this one. So three top threes. Then I'm doing two head-to-head matchups. I don't care what you say. I like Bubba Wallace, plus 105 against Kyle Larson. And I like Ross Chastain, plus 105 against Martin Truex Jr. That says me. And as you, he has to write, sorry. I don't See, tell Jeff I, I, beforehand. I, I, I don't want with... I don't I don't want him to cheat. I don't tell him beforehand. So he has to write them down so he knows, you know, how to keep track. The yeah. commission over here yeah, has to keep I, track. I have to be the the, the team and, accountant. Hey, and trust here. me, the pit crew, we have to pay attention to his we gotta we gotta audit his uh his numbers every week because some weeks they're a little fishy. Well, that's that's why we need a second set of eyes every now and then. You know, I've got a lot like going on. Like NASCAR official. Gotta watch this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Left a little time for the leader in the clubhouse. I'm, I'm, Didn't I left too much? Apparently, I'm William Byron this week. Um, well, I tell you, I'm I'm putting a lot of faith in Bubba Wallace this week. All right, a lot of faith in Bubba. I'm taking Bubba for a top three at plus five hundred, and I'm also taking Bubba head to head over Martin Truex Jr. at his plus one hundred five. Um, I was thinking when you said you were taking Bubba in a head to head, you were also going to take that one, but you took it against Larson, so we are not. We don't have any of the same picks. I've got two group picks. I think it's pretty obvious I was taking William Byron in Group B by the way I was talking him up. So I'm going Byron, and I'm sticking with the Hendrick cars in Group D with Alex Bowman. And I guess I'm kind of throwing my eggs with those guys anyway because I'm taking Chevy to win at a plus 150 this week. So a lot of Bubba Wallace and uh, Hendrick Motorsports love for me this week. I can't, I cannot disagree with any of the love that you've given out. It, it's, it is very sound. I'm going, I'm, I don't swing for fences often. My Corey LaJoy, I'm swinging for the fence. Well, you're swinging for the fence because you picked three top threes. I mean, you should be betting horses and trying to do a trifecta. Hey, listen, I get two of those guys. I'm good, right? I mean, if I get two of those, you're going to be eating crow next week when we do the uh, when we do this, our turnout. You know, I would like to see the odds on you getting two out of those three and those guys being in your boxed trifecta or whatever. Isn't that what they call it in horse racing? A box there's, there's a tri- trifecta. You need to watch the next show on South Point Studio. That'll teach you some horse racing stuff. Yeah, see, all I know is is who wins. I, I don't really know about the whole... I know I put a $2 bet down and they say, do you want to box it? on? on and then next thing I know, I'm actually out 12 bucks or something. Okay, uh, folks at home, we're going to leave Jeff in studio for uh, <laughs> the horse racing show that comes out. I think horse racing show might even be after us right now. I'm before oh, it was before us, so good. Before uh, they, us, they don't have. We motors. need to bring him in early. They don't have motors. I watch. I watch motor racing. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week on Gone Racing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will Vegas be back next week. Vegas next week. So Jeff and I will definitely be busy next week. Hope you guys are coming out, hang out at the South Point, see us in the studio. Come to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. See y'all later.